Welcome to the Peter Leg Podcast, where you're empowered to lead, inspire, and influence. Now, here's your mentor, philanthropist, multi-awarded businessman, civic leader, and international speaker, Dr. Peter Leg. Welcome to the Peter Leg Podcast on this uh, kind of chilly afternoon here in uh, Burnaby, British Columbia. And my guest today is Diana Morrison. Is that what? what? You've pronounced it correctly. Thank you, thank you. Uh, A few weeks ago, uh, Diana sent uh, a copy of her latest book to my assistant, and it's called Secret Destinations, A Journey Only You Can Take. And it's an eight-day tour of parts of British Columbia, of photographs of this amazing province that you and I call home. And they are stunning. And the lady just had to be interviewed and had to be asked the questions as to why and how did she do it and what's her big dream going on in the future. So she's my guest today. And uh, this book is here. Secret Destinations, A Journey Only You Can Take. And it's a really uh, photographic journal of eight days of photographs taken throughout this province. And you're my guest, and thank you so much for coming in today. And uh, five or ten minutes we've had to chat. I can see that you're quite gregarious, quite open, quite frank, and quite knowledgeable of what you're doing, and passionate about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great. So tell us, how did you come up with this idea? And how did you, uh, and secondly, as you're going through that, how did you learn to become the photographer that you are? Hmm. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'll just mention it was Alberta and BC, BC and Alberta, okay. over, over 4,000 kilometers in total. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it was I, just the eight days. In the eight yeah, days. Yeah. I, I did quite a bit of driving. A lot. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> Um, I've thought about it for a long time. I've had reason to go on business through BC and Alberta and visiting relatives and and that sort. And I I found when I've mentioned to people, um, you know, like some town, Valmont, for example, they'll say, Valmont, where is that? I'll say, well, you just go, you know, go to Kamloops and go straight north and, you know, there's Valmont. You can go to Prince George that way or you can go over to Jasper that way and they say, oh, yeah, I've never been there. I'm thinking, how could you not have? We have this beautiful, beautiful province, and I am just so taken with seeing wildlife beside the road. And it's random; it doesn't happen very often. And I guess I've gone on trips when I haven't seen any wildlife. But to just look over and see a little creek down the road, down creek beside the road, and I'll see an animal, and I'll do a U-turn and come back and do a U-turn. And it was a young moose. That's not in this picture, that was years ago. And I watched this young moose just wandering along the edge of the creek for a long time. And I took pictures, it was a little too far away. I didn't get any good pictures. But I was just, oh, it made my day, my week, my month. But I've actually stood out there beside my car and seen a young moose just down Mm. down the creek. Anyway, I've seen black bears, elk, bighorn sheep, mountain goats, um, a marmot or two, hmm. 
So I, I just wanted to share with people that aren't familiar with how great our provinces are in Canada, some of the wildlife that they could see, and as well the mountains, the stunning mountains. Um, I like driving when I have time to stop and take pictures, and I travel by myself often. And uh, that gives me the opportunity to do ridiculous things like, uh, oh, in this, in this trip, I think it took from Merritt to Kamloops, there's a back road, Highway 5A. I yeah. don't know if you've ever been there, along Nicola Lake. No. Gorgeous scenery through just cattle country, I guess, just little hills and there, you'll see some cattle, lots of little lakes. It's only 90 kilometers long, that, that stretch of road. It once took me five hours to go. 90 kilometers and that's because they stop so often taking pictures you just one stunning scene after another you know so have you ever kept track over the years how many individual photos you've taken no but in the last uh, my current camera I got that maybe three years ago and it right now I'm in the process of trying to eliminate some because I have over 12,000 well wow. and uh, even though they're on my computer as well, I, I just, it's terrible to kind of press delete when you've got a picture like that, you know? And so I'm, it's, it's time, time consuming because I'm trying to, I need more room, yeah. How did you acquire the skill to be a photographer? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I just uh, take pictures of what looks beautiful to me, that's all. I just, uh, I, and I suppose maybe it's changed some over over time. Uh, maybe I, when I get back home, I look at one picture and see why I like one picture compared to another one. So maybe doing that, I have trained myself somewhat that, you know, portions and things that this looks better. But usually I, I just go with my camera until I find what looks beautiful and kind of makes my heart sing. So, you know. Mm. And, and any with any luck, when it gets home, when I get home, it some will look okay. Have you uh, ever put any of your photographs into any kind of competitions? No. No. Did that not appeal to you at all? Uh, hmm. No. Well, I, I, I think that I mean there there are people out there that know a lot about photography. I've got a point and click camera. That's what I have. Okay. Or my cell phone. So I don't know anything about, um, you know, adjusting for light and all of those things. I don't know any of that. I just have my little camera. It's, uh, I think I paid under, th under, three hundred dollars for it about twelve years ago. Maybe. Mm. So it's a, not an expensive camera. It's yeah. Anyway, so I've never, no, I've never gone into anything, any competitions or anything like that. Just simply because. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful photographs out there. But, yeah. Well, tell us how, how you came up with this, let's call it this journey, mm -hmm. this eight-day journey. How did you pick the cities? And how, how did you pre-plan how you were going to put this together, which ultimately would be a book? Okay. So last year, we were in the midst of COVID. Um, as a single person living on my own, I found it, I found COVID dreadful. Uh, the whole this whole period and hopefully it's over now and we'll never go through anything like that again I have um, 
two daughters and their families living in the neighborhood, like living close by, but you had all these restrictions, you know, like you can't have this many, pe you can't have people in, can't all get together because there's more than 10, there's 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we'd meet in a garage, sitting on stools, you know, six feet apart from everybody in a garage with their jackets on, having a visit. It's not the, it's not the best thing in the world. Anyway. I found I was still working then, uh, but only two days a week. And the company where I worked with, we had our own little offices. So you had your own little office, and if you left the office to photocopy, you had to put a mask on. So it's not like you're going to stand around talking to people. You're pretty isolated. So mm. I thought I need something to do. I need I need a big project to dive into. I have to do something. And who knew last year how long this was going to go on? It had gone on. I was prepared for two weeks to flatten the curve, but you know, by last summer, <laughs> last, last spring, I was done. Anyway, um, so I, I had to go, I had to go to Chetwin, Chetwin, and, and I was going to go there on, I could count it as a business trip, as a reason I could go, I had a piece of property in Chetwin, which I've now sold, but, um, and I thought, okay, well, if I take, I, I could book eight days off of work and still get my work done there. So I had eight days and I thought, that's it, I'll just go. Uh, I'm not gonna obviously visit with anybody because it was in the midst of COVID. And then I just started from home and said, okay, where will I go the first, where will I go the first night? And uh, I had a little timeshare at Sun Peaks, so just north of Kamloops. And so I booked that and so that's day one, and then I went from there day two, sort of, and worked out my, and where, where would I like to go? Oh, yes, that, that, that was part of it. Um, there's a place in Alberta called the Grizzly Trail, mm -hmm. north, of, north of Edmonton, and it goes up, heads north to, to Lesser Slave Lake, there's a, and uh, it's paved highway, but it's called the Grizzly Trail because there's so many wild, there's so much wildlife on it. So of course I, I stretched my thing and it just uh, stretched my agenda and thought, okay, I can do that. Uh, didn't see any grizzlies, no. But it got me to the town of Slave Lake and this and the lake and the Lesser Slave Lake, which was amazing to see. And uh, some countryside in Alberta hadn't seen before. And so then I went from there and worked my way over to Chetwin and eventually back down. And I went through Jasper and. Yeah, through the park. Um, yeah, and so I booked ahead a couple of nights first, and so my family would know where I was going, and I let them know each night when I get safely where I'm supposed to be. And then after that, I would just look and say, okay, where do I think I can go? Am I tired? How tired am I? How far do I think I can go the next day? And worked my way through it there. Is that how this book came together? That's how days? it came together. And How did you end up picking these eight particular, I mean, the photos are quite spectacular. Thank you. How did, how did you pick the eight days um, oh, and where you would start for the eight days or, or start to take the photos, I okay, should say? Um, bears come out in the spring. Okay. And uh, when the dandelions come out up north, that's when the bears, you can probably see bears by the side of the road. They like to eat dandelions. Okay. And so... Um, so I started off on June the 5th. So that was uh, probably, 
I figured it was a good time for the bears to come out, that there was enough uh, snow melted up north that there, there would be possibility of seeing bears. And you I could get the time up Surrey. I live in Surrey, yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's the point of uh, the beginning of this trip. Yeah, each each day it tells where I went that day. Gotcha, gotcha. That would be a good, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so the first day took you from Surrey to yeah. Sun Peaks. Right, yeah. That's a fair trip right there. Yeah. And you slept along the way and hmm? how, how many photos did you actually take? Starting in Chilliwack and farmlands. <laughs> oh, from there! To, oh to my gosh! Oh my gosh! I don't know. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was as you can see from the first day. It was overcast. It was. It was not a bright and sunny day. Yes. Uh, I also wanted to do this book to encourage other people to go out and see our province. Yes. And when you go on holidays, you don't always get sunny days, but there's still beauty there, nevertheless. And um, you just have to accept that. And then you'll get maybe the next day where the sun is just beautiful. Like this is through Highway 5A that I was talking about between Merritt and, and Kamloops. And I don't know if the sun bounces off the hillsides because there's so many different angles, but the lighting through there, that area is just stunning. It probably does then bounce off that. Yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable. I've been through there a number of times. Uh, different scenery and everything and here at the end of each day I tell what I've any animals I've sighted that day and my most memorable experience so how many photos are in this book it's question one part um, one and part two of that question I think there's around a hundred and how many photos would you have to take to select those hundred oh my gosh uh, I, I maybe had 1500 maybe I took during the trip Maybe. Yeah. And you do this all by yourself? Yes. With nobody in the car with you? No. Yeah. It would drive them crazy probably. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped too many times. Do you know instinctively when you see an animal or whatever you want to take a picture yeah. of, do you know that you've got that picture you want or do you have to wait till uh, uh, you get back to the hotel or motel and pretty much you have to wait pretty much yeah. you have to wait because you're just taking you're grabbing a camera first of all just stay there please long enough for me to get my camera and so then you're trying to take pictures and and they're you know an animal will be wandering around behind a bush and uh, you know they'll have their face down in the grass or something like that so you're trying to get them to look up at least you know so you're just trying to catch things and have you ever been surprised when you're taking a photo of an animal here and a bigger prospect comes up over here? And has that ever happened to you? And if it has, how have you responded to that? Um, no, it hasn't happened exactly. One time a few years ago, though, what I did, what I did get, uh, and it was amazing, I was, I was driving between... Um, Valmont and Prince George and I saw a black bear beside the road in just a clearing right right beside the road and she was snuffling along in the grass and digging at little shrubs and that and so I stopped my car and I'm taking a picture of her and then I realize I see something and I, I'm thinking what am I seeing and I look there's a tree behind her and on the tree there's this little ball of fluff backing its way down 
and I realized she's got a cub. This cub is in the tree. And now it was tiny. It must have been like days old, hours old. And it was really tiny. And it's backing down. So I'm trying to take pictures of the cub. And the bear's here, not in the same frame. I think move mm. over some. Mm. The cub came down. Another cub followed. And a third cub came down. Wow. And I, I, the only ones I could get with all four of them in there was tall grass and so you had these little bumps, these three little bumps and the mother bear, I knew it was the mother bear and her three cubs and I had great fun watching them but I, I mean as far as a decent picture of them, mm -mm, they, they wouldn't pose, they wouldn't, you know, anyway, but it was, that was just uh, stunning. Well speaking of pictures, on page 41 mm -hmm. there's a magnificent picture of a, of a swan, it's called a nesting swan. I think you can see that. It looks like a painting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, it, it looks it looks so majestic. It looks like a painting. Yeah. Exactly. How many shots to get that? Sh what one shot? Oh, that one was just a handful. It was just a handful. I just had a few minutes there, and uh, I don't know. I maybe took ten pictures of that. Yeah. It's quite spectacular. Yeah. Has it been a scary moment on on your on your travels? I'm sure there have been, but I can't think of any right now. Uh, on my travels, um, hmm. not this particular one, but any travel. Yeah. yeah. One time I was going, I was going up north, and I was going from Prince George up to Chetwin, and you pass through. There's Pine Pass. You go through. Pine Pass is high, and it goes through the mountains. And it was in the winter time, but it was clear. The roads were all clear and bare and I got to I got north of Prince George and it started to snow like little little flakes are coming and I'm thinking like oh what do I do now as I don't know what's happening ahead I don't know what Pine Pass looks like and there I am in my car am I going to find there's snow on the road and I can't get through I, I don't know what to do I don't want to turn around and uh, so I stopped at a gas station and filled up with gas and got a coffee and uh, then there was a trucker, a trucker, big transport truck pulled in going the other direction from Pine Pass. So I went over and asked him if he'd just come through Pine Pass and he said yes. And I said, what are the roads like? He said, oh, bare, hmm. bare and dry. And so even no matter how much snow right then, I was going to get through without any problems. Hmm. So I kept going. Yeah. Hmm. But hmm. I was really questioning myself. I thought this is, Are there other scary moments on any of these trips, on this particular trip, when you did these eight days? I don't think I had any scary moments that I can think of. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, you got you got a bear walking down the street here, oh, in Prince George. Yes. Oh, that was a okay. That was that moment was a little that was a little scary yeah. actually because of what happened there. So the bear crossed the road. I saw the bear come out of the left side and walked across the road. So I pulled over immediately, you know, slammed on my brakes and reached for my camera and it disappeared down the right bank. And I thought, okay, I've missed it. And then the bear turned around and climbed back up the bank, which is, and I got one of it coming towards me and then it disappeared again. And so I thought, okay, that's great. I got, I think I've got a picture or two there. 
and I went to start up and I went to get my cell phone and I, my cell phone's not on the seat. And my cell phone and my camera were there all the time. I think, what did I do with my cell phone? Must have slid down between the seats. So anyway, I go through my purse, I can't find my cell phone there. I'm looking down, I can't find it there. I move my seat. The only other thing to do is to get out, walk around the other side to see if it's gone under the passenger seat. Except we're on a bank and the bear's just gone down the bank and I don't know where the bear is. Mm. So I sat there for quite a while and finally I got out and left my door open. The car's running and peeked around the side and there's no, there's no bear there. Anyway, when I got to the door open, I saw that the cell phone had slid up in front under the dash and a black cell phone on a black carpet. So it was there all the time, but I wasted 20 minutes probably worried about the bear outside. Yes, of course, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Is there one photo in here that uh, appeals to you more, uh, that, that, that took more time to, to take than any others? That took more time to take? Yeah. No, I don't, no, I don't think so. There was an episode in Chetwin where a deer laid down in front of me in a yard. It just sort of collapsed. I thought there was something wrong with it. I'm thinking, what would I do? Phone a vet? What? And she just collapsed under the tree. And then she, she had a new day nap. She couldn't have cared less that I was standing there 12 feet away taking pictures. I, I, that was one of the most unbelievable things that's ever happened, I think, to have a deer, like, just, like, just at your wall there, just beyond that wall. It just relaxed and sat down, yeah. Where did this skill as a photographer come from? Trial and error? Just yeah, I guess trial and error, yeah. yeah. As I said, I just do what looks beautiful, so, yeah. Well, tell us where the book is sold now. Where could people get a copy of Secret Destinations, A Journey Only You Can Take? Because only you need a copy of this book. Yeah, I just, uh, it's in uh, some chapters, Indigo and Coles around the Lower Mainland. If the store doesn't have it in, they can certainly order it easily. But there are copies, um, Indigo, Grandview, Grandview Corners, South Surrey, uh, chapters in Coquitlam, uh, Indigo in Metrotown, they have copies, Indigo Spirit in Richmond Centre, Coles out in Cottonwood Mall in Chilliwack, yeah, and it's available as an ebook on Kindle, and online if you go you can order it through Friesen Press, who, who published it, or Amazon, there's others, if you, if you Google it, there's, you can certainly order it online as well, so. In fairness, you self-publish. Yes. You produce it, you write it, you yes. take the photos, you do yeah. the marketing. Yeah. You're a one-woman show to make this thing work. Yes. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. You're full of adventure. I am. I yeah. enjoy adventure, yes. Yeah. Well, get a copy of Secret Destination uh, as soon as you can. I'm intrigued by your story, and I thank you for coming in. Thank you very yeah. much for the how, opportunity. How much is the book, by the way? Chapters is selling it for $30.40. Okay. Yeah. But the photography is spectacular. Thank you. Yeah. Thank it's you. Not, it, it, you took every picture in here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, every picture. Yeah, Roughly how many pictures are in here? I think there's around, I think there's around 100. Okay. Maybe. And how many pictures did you have to take to select those 100? Yeah, maybe 1,500, I don't know, quite a few, wow. quite a few, yeah, wow. yeah.
Did you study photography when you were younger? No. No? No, I never have. You just no. acquired the skill and... I, I guess so, trial yes. Trial and error. Yeah, trial yeah. and error, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, here it is. Okay. Secret Destinations, a journey only you can take, and only you can get a copy of this at those stores. Read it, support Diana, and maybe one day you'll be a photographer, and you'll do the adventures of your life. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for your story. Uh, I, I'm, you. I'm impressed. Um, I'm impressed that you would do this all on your own. Yes. Uh, that, that takes a certain amount of gumption to do that. But it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yes. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank Here you. Thank you very much.